Hey, this is Lee from Lee Out Loud on YouTube. I want to wish you a happy one-year anniversary to the best sports breakfast wrestling podcast, E's and B's podcast. I uh, hope many more to you, my friend, and have a good one. Good morning, all you wrestling and sports fans. This is the E's and B's, the bacon and eggs of pro wrestling sports podcast. And I'm your host, Eddie Extreme Supreme kind of breakfast for you today as we got NASCAR and short track recap, MLB playoff update, NFL week two scores, UFC 266 card, PGA Ryder Cup, new Prep King Street Outlaws, and you guessed it, some wrestling. You're listening to the best breakfast wrestling sports podcast on your Fridays. It's the E's and B's podcast. Hey, I'm man. Hey, man, who's calling? You know Wooderson? Oh. How's it going, man? Hey. Pretty good. How's it going with you? Say, so, hey, man, you got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. <laughs> It'd be a lot cooler if you did. <laughs> Let me tell you what Melvin Post is packing right here. I've right, got 411 Posse Track out back, 750 double pumper, Edelbrock intakes, Ford over 30, 11 to 1 pop-up pistons, turbojet, 390 horsepower. We're talking some fucking muscle. Hey, man, I know you got this thing out of a comic book. I saw the ad, 295. It's right next to the sea moments, man. You see that over there? That's white light. See the shoes on that thing? You gotta get some tires. These are pizza cars, man. <laughs> some football this fall huh oh yeah. oh yeah i don't know coach you know uh i've been doing so good in english classes you know i, I figured i'd take next fall off and become a writer what do you think yeah. about that huh? <laughs> boy you wouldn't know how to write your name if it wasn't stenciled on your locker <laughs> no seriously everybody now don't go getting soft on me this summer you know you're sitting around the pool all day chasing the muff around right down hell man my grandmother's quicker and tougher than you pansies of course, she's 6'3", 250. He's in 4 five, 40. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. What's the matter with you, Floyd? What quarterbacks don't have to do what their coaches say, is that it? Dawson, did you give him that pledge sheet? Huh? The pledge sheet. Did you give it to him? Yeah, coach. Yeah, it's right here. 
Well, Randy, if you could get that back to us by the end of the day, we'd feel a lot better about it. You guys see that he does this, okay? Yeah. All right, coach. See you, coach. Randy Floyd. Shit. Before next fall, you're in need of a serious attitude adjustment, young man. You better get your priorities straight. And watch out with that other crowd you're running with. Don't think I haven't noticed. Hey! I want that piece of paper on my desk before you leave here today. Do you hear me? Happy Friday! Welcome on in to the E's and B's podcast. Thanks for joining us again here on this last Friday here in September. What a week of sports we had. A lot of great stuff going on, of course. NFL, right in the mix of things, two weeks in, MLB playoff chase right around the corner. We got one week of baseball, but let's start off here on the sunny side up. Let's crack those eggs and get to it. Great to see you fight for the title. What's up, train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. Nick Diaz, ladies and gentlemen, give it up. Nick Diaz once. That's right, that's right, going down this Saturday, tomorrow night, you in action, live right there in Vegas, folks, and as you heard it right there, making his return on this huge, huge card, none other than one of the Diaz brothers, that's right, Stockton Zone, Nick Diaz, back in the octagon again, and he's back to run it back with one one of the greatest welterweights they're gonna go up a class uh obviously this just announced just a few days ago from the diaz camp but nick diaz going up against robbie lawler for the second time boy oh boy we cannot wait to check this out tomorrow night like i said it's gonna be live there in vegas on pay-per-view as well also going down there tomorrow night in vegas another stacked card as we've got not one but two belts on the line first off in the women's division we've got the champion Valentina Shavinko taking on the number three ranked Lauren Murphy folks stay tuned Lauren Murphy predicting the upset of course you know she's married to her trainer very great at jujitsu should be a fantastic fight Valentina she has been so dominant no one has been coming close at all to hold a candle to what she has there in the octagon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. We'll definitely be interested to see how Lauren Murphy puts on a display. Also, the other championship match going on, Alexander Volsky. He will be taking on the number two ranked Brian Ortega. Folks, Ortega talking a lot of smack. These two were supposed to fight a while back. Some things changed and happened. Of course, they were coaches on the UFC show, the Ultimate Fighter show. A lot of animosity between these two. Uh, Alexander, he's straight to the point. He's there for business. Seems like Ortega's there just to uh, be in the spotlight, in my opinion. Can't wait to see this thing goes down as the UFC 266 kicks off the fall fighting series tomorrow right there in Vegas. Who do you guys got? Who you putting money on? Let us know right here on the E's and B's. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell someone. About the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast on your Friday. Keeping it rolling here on the sunny side up. Let's switch over to the diamond. As I spoke there in the opening MLB playoffs right around the corner. One week of baseball left. That's right, folks. By this time next Friday, we'll be talking about who's in and who's out. Here's how it stands out in the American League. Of course, still holding down the number one spot in 
is Tampa Bay. In the two spot, Houston. And the three spot is the White Sox. Now, the wild card battle. Boston now overtaking the number one spot. The Yankees holding down the second. But in a very close, very close third spot. In a half game back is Toronto, folks. Seattle two and a half back. I'm not sure if they're going to have enough time. But keep your eyes peeled as that Boston Yankees and Toronto could flip-flop any which way. Heck, it might have already flopped by the time you've heard this right now. So keep your eyes on that. American League is going to come down to the wire. Only a half game there in the wild card division. Now, in the National League, the first spot's going to be San Francisco. The second spot's Milwaukee. And holding down the third spot is your Braves. Now, in the wild card, the Dodgers. They got a 14 and a half game lead on anybody. So they are definitely going to be that number one wild card if they do not win the division in this next week over the Giants. But the story is the second spot, St. Louis sliding in there, folks, and now hoarding a solid four and a half games over the Reds and the Phillies. I don't know if there's enough time for the Cardinals to slip up and fall and give it away. They have been on fire and Colorado's ex-player, that's right, Nolan Arenado is the hottest player in baseball right now, setting some records there in St. Louis. So congratulations to him. Of course, congratulations to everyone out there in that playoff postseason race. It's going to be exciting, folks. Is your team in? We know we ours isn't, but we can't wait to see how this thing shakes out, folks. One more week of baseball. We'll touch base right here next week and let you know, like I said, who's in and who's out. Let's switch over to the pigskin. That's right, NFL Week 2 in the books. Some good things, some bad things. Of course, kicking it off last Thursday night with the Washington football team getting a win over the Giants, 30-29 to in a nail-biter. Man, oh man, coming down to the kicking game. And uh, the kicker got lucky as he missed what would have been the last field goal. But fortunate for him, there was a timeout called, saved his butt. He got to re-kick it a little closer and notch that win there for Washington. Other winners here at last week on Sunday. The Cheaters got the win over the Jets 25-6. Broncos get the win over the Jags 23-13. Bills over the Dolphins 35-0. 49ers over the Eagles 17-11. Rams over the Colts 27-24. Raiders over the Steelers 26-17. Bears over the Bengals 2017. Browns over the Texans 31-21. Panthers over the Saints, 26-7. Cardinals over the Vikings, 34-33. Tampa Bay over the Falcons, 48-25. Titans over the Seahawks, 33-30. Cowgirls over the Chargers, 2017. The Ravens over the Chiefs, 36-35. And last Monday, it was the Packers putting it on the Lions, 35-17. So, with week two in the books, we've got seven unbeaten teams. And we've got seven winless teams. Who's going to be the first to lose? Who's going to be the first to win? Keep your eyes tuned as we go into a big, big week. That's right, week three going down starting last night and, of course, rolling all the way through Monday. Here are some key injuries that happened there in last week, too. For the Dolphins, two of broken ribs will not be playing tomorrow on Sunday, unfortunately for them. We'll have to wait and see what the recovery status will be for Tua. As we know, Brisket, he'll be in the starting position there behind center. Out in Indy, it's Wentz out with double ankle sprains. That's right, folks. Not one, but two. That guy just can't catch a break. Also, Dalton 
for the Bears, another ankle sprain. They had to insert Fields. Well, Fields, like I said last week on this show, folks, should be the starter in Chicago. Mark it down, write it, whatever you got to do. They're wasting their time with Andy Dalton as yet again another injury last week for him. Maybe a good thing for Fields. We'll keep our eye on the, the Bears in that situation. Uh, Derek Carr left the game just shortly with a knee injury. I think he will be playing Sunday against the Dolphins. Bradley Chubb out in Denver with bone spurs in his ankle as he had surgery just this last week. We'll have to wait to see how long it'll be before he returns. Also, some other bad news in Denver as Jewel out with a torn shoulder. It seems a pec tear maybe possibly. Maybe be back in the playoff hunt if the Broncos are in that talk. Uh, Baker Mayfield went down last week with a shoulder, should be back this week, along with Jarvis Landry leaving the game last week with a knee, questionable going into Sunday. Graham, torn ACL, done for the season. Henderson, some more broken ribs. TJ Watt, he's got groin problems. Tyrod Taylor there for the Texans, he's got a hamstring issue. That means who knows who's going to be starting there. Also in uh, the Texans, Danny Amendola with the hamstring and the other wide receiver, Nick Collins, with a shoulder issue. Boy, oh boy, things are looking shaky out in Texan land. Last, we got Leatherwood with the oblique. We'll keep our eyes on the big injuries going into week three, folks. Make sure you stay tuned to the E's and B's for all the NFL updates. Keeping it going here on the sunny side up. Let's switch over to the PGA. That's right, switch it over for the last time this year. The PGA Ryder Cup underway today, running through the weekend, right there in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. That's right, some of the U.S. best versus some of the European players, led by John Rahm over on the U.S. side. It looks like Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau, well, they're going to have to get along for one more weekend as uh, the spotlight will be on them. Now, it has been noted this last week. They have ate or have eaten dinner together there at the clubhouse. No issues. I think we might be over this, you know, he said, she said, and the feud between them two. We'll keep an eye on that beef throughout the weekend there at the Ryder Cup as some of the best PGA tee it up for the last time in 2021. How about let's switch the gears and go from the putting green to the green, white, and checkered. That's right. NASCAR and short track talk. Wow, what a weekend it was there last weekend at Bristol Motor Speedway as the Xfinity Racers and the Cup Boys on track. Now in the Xfinity Series, folks, it was not the start of the playoffs for them. It was the end of their regular season. And what a ending it was as the number 16 machine of A.J. Allmendinger was in a point battle for the regular season title up against the number 22 machine of Austin Sendrick. Uh, coming down to the end, it came down to a last-second restart, a green-white checkered, and with A.J. Allmendinger taking the inside lane. As we know, the high lane was the dominant lane all day long. It come down to who had the balls to run it in deep. And let me just say this, folks. A.J. Allmendinger did it as they slammed through turn one, dove all the way into turn two, coming down the backstretch. They beat and bang. Sliding through three and four, the 22 and the 16 car sideways down the front stretch for the checkered flags. Unfortunately for the 22 machine, the 16 slid across first. But what happened next was a huge wreck, folks. 
a huge wreck. That's right. This probably took out half the field right there in turn one. But let me say this. The fans loved it. That's right. Standing ovation all the way around. And this was only Friday night. We hadn't even got to Saturday yet. Going into Saturday, we know this. The Cup boys were on the last race of round one. So it was an eliminator. That's right. Going into this, the bottom four, McDowell, Bush, Reddick, they all were in trouble along with two of the Hendrick cars. But in the end, it came down to a completely different story. That's right, folks. There wasn't so much a battle for that last cutoff spot as there was a big battle for the win. That's right. Some of the uh, situations were a lot more aggressive than you would imagine. But when it came down to it, the nine machine was out front. But the four car of Kevin Harvick had a little more speed going down the front and back stretch. Got around him, but in doing so, got together with the nine, popping his tire. Now, that wasn't the end of these two. The nine machine went in, changed the front tire, came back out, and it happened to be simultaneously at the same time as Kevin Harvick was coming around. And wouldn't you know it, the nine machine sideswiped the leader, Kevin Harvick. This costing him a little bit of time. Then, on the next lap around, the nine machine wasn't done, folks. He proceeded to block for the rest of the race, therefore giving his teammate, the number five, Kyle Larson, enough time to run down the four machine and ruin his chances of winning his first race of the year. Now, don't get me wrong, Harvick did advance to round two, but man, when you're that close, literally one lap away, and someone that is being the biggest, and this is my opinion, crybaby in the world, cost you a race. Boy, oh boy. After the race, of course, he, uh, tempers flared. Harvick getting out of the car, not taking off his helmet, going right up to Chase. Um, they had several words. The TV cameras were on him for about 20 minutes after the race. They went back to the haulers. Harvick getting into some of the media's face that we're trying to record. They then went into Elliot's hauler. Uh, who knows what happened there. Here's my take on this, and we'll jump into some short track talk, folks. All I gotta say is I'm a huge Chase Elliott fan. Well, I was. I lost a lot of respect for him. There was no place for that, and it seems like every time the chips the chips are against him, the cards are stacked against him, whatever you want to say, and he fails or he messes up, he takes it out on the person that's better. And this happened to be this last weekend, Kevin Harvick, who has not won a race all year long and raced a solid race there at Bristol. And unfortunately for Chase, yes, they did get into each other, and yes, it did cost Chase a tire. But let's be honest, folks, he was better than the nine car. He was going to be around him as long as Chase didn't block. That's what happened. So, in the end, the story is going to be this. Yes, Harvick didn't win. Yes, Larson is Elliott's teammate and won the race. But, is it over? Tune in this week, folks. That's right. Going down this Sunday, round two, race one. What's going to happen? Keep your eyes tuned. We'll let you know all the storylines, all the winners and losers right here on the E's and B's podcast. Hey, make sure you guys like, share, subscribe. Pass the gravy. Spread the butter. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. Tell someone about the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast on your Fridays. Keeping it going here, let's get into the short track world right there in my hometown. That's right, in Indiana. Last weekend, the CRA Street Stocks were 
at the Anderson Speedway and getting his sixth. That's right, folks. Count him. One, two, three, four, five. Sixth win of the year. The dirty driving machine of the 73, Jason Atkinson, holding off the field and pretty much, in my opinion, hands down, making himself the favorite for this year's championship chase winner. We'll have to keep our eyes out as they just got a couple races left. They'll be tuning in uh, here in just one week down there in Indianapolis at IRP for Fall Brawl. And then they'll be finishing it up there in Winchester in a couple weeks. We'll keep tuned in. Let you know how that chase is going down. We'll let you know what our favorite pick's going to be on that. Also, in the short track world right here in my hometown now, Colorado, last weekend at Colorado National Speedway, we had the Super Stocks in town. Fast time went to the number 15 machine of Jeremy Wall in a 19.498. The Dash Race went to the number 21 machine of Chris Nelson and the feature win going to the number one of Troy Whitaker. Now, in the figure eights, our boys, the wall-to-wall racing, were out there. Unfortunately for them, no wins this last weekend, but solid, solid performances. But congratulations to the number seven machine winning, Daniel Wood winning the fast dash and the feature sweeping house. Sounds like something my boy Jeremy Wall would do. Uh, in the late model division, we had the number 76 machine, Chad Cowan, fast time at a 17-190. And in the feature... He cleaned house the number 24 machine, Eric Bowers. In the super late models, fast time went to the number 11 machine of Darren Robinson at a 15-5-6-1. And, folks, he cleaned house. Fast dash winner and your feature winner, number 11, Darren Robinson. Congratulations to all the winners last weekend. As we know, folks, racing season's coming to an end. Just a few more weeks left, and it's going to be too cold to be going round and round or down the track. Stay tuned to the E's and B's. As you know, next week, folks, we're going to be live in person at the No Prep King Street Outlaws race right here in Colorado. We're going to be catching up with our pal, No Prep Fam, Steve. That's right. We're going to see what's going on right here at Bandamere Speedway as they'll be coming from Tucson talking about that how about let's get right to it as they'll be racing this weekend and they had two weekends off the mpk no prep series right back in tucson arizona with a very tight points lead battle going on five cars folks basically in the hunt and some of the top dogs up there like ryan martin kai kelly justin swanstrom and more so make sure you guys stay tuned to the e's and b's youtube pages we're going to be having all kinds of live footage next week Maybe special guest interviews. I'm going to try my hardest to get some of the drivers at least to say, hey, maybe even shout out the E's and B's fam. Who knows? But make sure you guys stay tuned. Next week, like I said, we'll talk all about it. It's no prep kings right here in Colorado, but we'll let you know who won this weekend. Make sure you stay tuned to no prep fam as he'll have all your coverage right there in Tucson going down starting tonight. So make sure you guys like. Follow him. Give him a subscribe. Let him know that Eddie B from the E's and B's sent you. Lastly here, folks, and we'll switch things over to the meat segment. Race week. Rocky Mountain Race Week 2.0 has been going on since Monday, folks. This time around, they were hitting up the states of Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas. Wrapping it up, of course, we've been following along with our favorites, Cletus McFarland, PFI Speed, Motion Raceworks, and others, so make sure you guys go check that out. Very, very cool thing, guys. What this is is basically 
a lot of uh, just downright wholesome drag racers that love racing, that travel for one week solid with a trailer attached to their race car, folks. There's no trailers involved. It's strictly you drive track to track, put in the work, uh, you hit some stop or some checkpoints throughout the way and stuff like that. All right, fans, stay tuned. Coming up next, we're going to get to the meat this week. That's right. I got all the toppings. We're going to dive into the WWE Extreme Rules pay-per-view. That's right. We're going to talk some wrestling. Stay tuned. You're listening to the E's and B's podcast. That's right, that's right. Welcome to the E's and B's meat segment. This week, no guest, but we're going to dive right into what's going down on Sunday, folks. WWE pay-per-view style. It's Extreme Rules. This week, folks, we're going to dive right into the car. I'm going to let you know what our predictions are. I've spoken to one half of the Wrestling Sisters. She gave me her predictions as well. How about it? Let's jump right into starting right on off with Liv Morgan taking on Carmella. Seems to me it's going to be a little time filler squash match. Right here at the E's and B's compound, we're going to go with Liv Morgan in that one. Next up, we got the Usos. That's right, your SmackDown Tag Team Champions taking on the Street Profits. Seems like this is repetitive business over there. Um, I really wish the WWE would have some more tag teams up to par to challenge these guys. as It's so repetitive between the Usos, Street Profits, and New Day, if you ask me. Of course, now throwing in the Mysterio family. Just kind of yawn. Oh, boring. But in this one, we're going to pick the Usos as we think the legacy continues. The family is strong there. Head of the table, of course. They're a cousin. The champ. So definitely going with the Usos here. On Next up, we got a three-way as the champ. Damian Priest taking on not one, but two other cont- contestants. And Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. Now, the Wrestling Sister Destroyer picked Jeff Hardy, but I'm going to have to go against that one and say Sheamus comes out on top. I'm not sure which way they're going to go with this U.S. title. I haven't been very intrigued. What do you guys think out there? Let me know. Make sure you guys leave a comment below. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy, spread the butter, as we say here on the E's and B's. Keeping it going, let's talk about the next match. How about the SmackDown Women's Champion, Becky Lynch, as she'll be defending it against the former Bianca Belair. Now, we all know Becky came in this last pay-per-view at SummerSlam and embarrassed Bianca, beating her in less than 20 seconds and pretty much exiting stage left. We'll see how this one shakes out. I don't think it's going to change hands. I think Becky Lynch will still be your woman SmackDown champion, but it will be very interesting. Now, keep in mind, folks, 
the draft is right around the corner as well. As the, the rosters will be shooken up, some teammates and players will be going to the other brands. I can't wait. So definitely keep that in mind if you're watching this pay-per-view going down Sunday night. That's right. Pay-per-view. WWE style. Extreme rules. Don't miss it. Let's keep it going. We just got two more left here on the fight card. How about this? The other women's championship. That's right. The Raw women's title. The champion Charlotte Flair will be defending against Alexa Bliss. And y'all know my feelings on these storyline matches that they have with Alexa Bliss. Not a fan. This one seems to be taking a complete left. Not sure what's going to happen. I wouldn't be surprised if Alexa Bliss wins. But we're going to go with Charlotte Flair keeping the queen, the Raw champion, right there on Sunday. And last, folks, but not least, that's right, the match you heard in the opening. The main event going down Sunday night at Extreme Rules, the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, will be defending against the Demon, Finn Balor. This one should be interesting, as uh, this one's been building for a while. We know Roman took a couple different directions, obviously facing John Cena in between this feud that started before Cena showed up. What will be interesting is, have we seen the last of John Cena? My question for you listeners out there, do you think there's going to be any big surprises on Sunday? We know this right here, right now, AEW is on fire, folks. We're going to talk about them and a little bit more coming up next in the Scrambled segment. Stay tuned. You're listening to the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast on your Fridays. It's the E's and B's podcast, baby. Wednesday night on fire right there, Arthur Ashe Stadium, live in New York, the biggest, largest, most crowd they've ever had, live on Wednesday night, and it's not even pay-per-view, folks, I could not believe my eyes, what a display, and it's not over yet, as we know this, tonight, a very special Rampage, two hours, right there, right back in Arthur Ashe Stadium, and of course, I'm not no dummy, I know this was taped on Wednesday night, some things have been leaked, but I'm trying to hide the social media all the way up to tonight because I cannot wait to see what they've got in store. As we know, we've been talking a lot about it here on the E's and B's. AEW is on fire, folks, putting banger to banger to banger together each and every week. And last Wednesday night was no different. The match everyone was waiting for, as you heard right there in the opening, Kenny Omega versus Brian Danielson, a classic time limit draw, probably one of the top five best matches of all time, folks. That's right. That's my opinion coming from me. I could not believe what I seen. Uh, You know, the crowd chanting, they didn't want it to end, folks. It was amazing. 
uh, kept you on your edge of your seat. There was not a dull moment. Nothing was over animated. And believe it or not, Don Callis kept his hands to himself. Unfortunately, in the end, after the bell rang because the time limit expired, the super click, and I do air quotes on that, came running to the ring to help their friend who was in a submission who probably would have tapped out if there was five minutes left in this match. Folks, if you have not seen this match and you are any kind of a wrestling fan, I beg, I plead, you must go back, check this out. I'm telling you, it's going down as one of the best matches in the last decade for sure. Some saying best ever. I don't know. I'm having a hard time doing that right here, right now. But I'm telling you what, I'm not done watching it. I'm going to go back and watch that match again. It was that great. Uh, of course, it stole the thunder being the opening act there on Wednesday. Unfortunately for the rest of the talent, they had a very, very tough time following that. Of course, we know CM Punk coming out next. You know, even saying that to the crowd. The crowd had a very minute reaction there for a minute. Um, uh, we heard all week long on Busted Open Radio some fans calling in that were live in attendance saying the best wrestling event they've ever been to. They, matter of fact, had to take the next day of work off because they were hung over from the excitement. So, amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, we also had MJF getting a huge win over Pillman. FTR coming out in an awesome tribute to NWO. Uh, putting on a great display with Darby Allen and the icon Sting. One hell of a match, folks. Sting can still go at an over 60 years old. Unbelievable. Every time he puts a move on, I get so scared that he's not going to get back up or he's not going to be able to move fast enough. And uh, believe it or not, he still is very entertaining. If you have not seen Sting wrestle in a while, you're missing out, folks. Also, in the main event, the big match, that's right, the women's AEW belt was on the line. Britt Baker against the newcomer, the casino women's battle royale winner, Ruby Soho, folks. It was another surprising match. Um, the crowd seemed to be a little worn out by the time this match hit. But I will say this, it was one hell of a display. I give it up to both women in that match as I loved it. I thought it was amazing. Um... Britt Baker impresses me each and every time she gets in the ring. She shows something different. She's not uh, repetitive in her moveset. It's awesome to watch her wrestle. And let me say this. I was never really a huge Ruby Riot, Ruby Soho, whatever you want to call her, fan. But being that uh, one half of the wrestling sisters loves her, and I've had a lot more attention on her since she's obviously came to the AEW brand, man, I was impressed on, on what she did there on Wednesday night, and I can't wait to see more. Uh, the women's brand looking a little bit better. We also got Cody versus Malachi Black. Uh, another story we could talk about for hours if you want. They've been talking about it all week long. The crowd booing the American Nightmare, folks. That's right. What's this world coming to as now? You know, Malachi Black, the heel, getting the bigger pop over one of the EVPs right there at AEW. I'm going to go on a limb and predict this. Cody's going to be taking a big, big break, and we might not see him for a while. We know he's got his show coming out this next week. He's also uh, in the middle of recording the Go Big Show 2. All kinds of stuff for him, so definitely a different route than his poppy would take. That's my opinion. Uh, that's all we got right this week. Like I said, tonight going down another spectacular two-hour display 
Rampage AEW style. We'll talk about that next week right here on the E's and B's. Last two things I got here on the scramble segment before I shake things down. We get to the toast and I get the statistician in here. I want to talk about what's going down tomorrow night right here in Colorado, folks. If you're a wrestling fan, you got nothing to do. How about you run on over to Romeo's there in Lafayette, Colorado as Rocky Mountain Pro going back live, doing some more charge tapings. Some of the E's and B's veterans will be live in attendance in the ring like champion Dustin Urich, women's badass Lilith Grimm, Balaam Lennox, Jumbo Zamori, and Bruce Waynes. Make sure you guys check them out. If you can't be there in person, check them out live on Twitch. Rocky Mountain Pro, the best wrestling on Twitch in my opinion. Also, folks, lastly, here on the Scrambled segment, I want to talk about the other big topic in the wrestling world all week long. Of course, we knew this before last week's episode. I took a choice not to talk about it last week, but I don't think I can go another week without talking about it, and that is the return of Dark Side of the Ring. That's right, the completion of Season 3 here. Of course, we knew they took a little short break, and then the second half started last Thursday with the episode Plane Ride from Hell. I was very, very ready to see this uh, episode intrigued. Of course, we've heard all the stories on all the podcasts out there from all the people that's been on that plane, supposed. Of course, every story different, but the way this thing was told, it shined a black eye on two wrestlers, and that's what the topic's been all week long. Unfortunately, the living legend, Ric Flair, that's right, the nature boy himself, and of course, the hardcore legend, Tommy Dreamer, taking the brunt group end of all this thrashing all week long on all the social media outlets as you know some things were said folks that just were not appropriate for any age at any time by certain wrestlers uh i congratulate busted open radio for doing the right thing and uh impact wrestling i have nothing against tommy dreamer but just some of the things he said there on the dark side were just not very inappropriate were not very appropriate along with things that we knew the Nature Boy has already been involved in, folks. Listen, I've been around the wrestling game most of my life. I know all the stories of Ric Flair, of course, and a lot of times a lot of people say it's fictitious, don't believe it. But, you know, when it gets put a, put out on TV in that manner, it just hits a little bit different. And uh, I feel sorry for all the women that have been abused. Our apologies from the E's and B's to all those people that are affected from all these terrible things. But... We've got to go on, and uh, we'll have to wait and see what shakes out with these two wrestlers. Like I said, we know Tommy Dreamer suspended indefinitely from Impact Wrestling, along with Busted Open Radio. Ric Flair also uh, kind of being very silent. He did go out and make a post on Twitter, deleting a little bit of it. Uh, of course, we kind of expected this as well. Let me know what your guys' thoughts are out there. I want to like to dive in a little bit more on this. Maybe do another special. Um, we're going to have to wait and see what everybody's thoughts were. As we know, last night, episode two of the second half of the season with Chris Canyon coming out. Of course, you know, his story being a wrestler scared to say that he was gay. Uh, let me know what you guys thought about that episode. We'll touch on that right here on the E's and B's next week. Make sure you guys stay tuned. Make sure you guys pass the gravy. Spread the butter. Tell a friend. Tell a fan member. Tell someone about the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast on your fridays well with that folks that's all i got this week we're gonna wrap things up we're gonna get to everybody's favorite segment we're gonna bring her in here we're gonna wrap your city stay tuned toast coming up next you're listening to the e's and b's podcast
favorite part of the show. Good after James, your jellies, your cinnamon, your sugar, your butter. It's time to spread it. It's the toast. I'd like to welcome in the ketchup to my fries, the ranch to my salad. That's right, the statistician, the glue, the person that keeps it all together right here on the E's and B's. Welcome in the lovely Lauren. Hello. Welcome in, Lauren. Thank you. Thank you. What an awesome, awesome last Friday here in the month of September as we're knocking on the door of one of our favorite months. That's right, Halloween in October, right around the corner. Make yeah. sure you guys stay tuned. We're going to have some very, very cool things going on next month right here on the E's and B's along with some very special guests. But with that being said, let's get to it this week on the toast. Get right to the shout outs. Want to give a special shout out to No Prep Fam, Steve. Make sure you guys go check him out on YouTube. Like I said, an MPK series kicking back off Tucson, Arizona, starting today and tomorrow. He'll have all the coverage right there on YouTube. So make sure you guys give him a follow. Let him know that Eddie B from the E's and B's sent you. Also, check out Scott Taylor Motorsports right there on YouTube. 187 Customs, Fireball Racing, SRC, Cletus McFarlane, PFI Speed, Lee Out Loud, DNR Auto, Winnipegers. That's right. Check all those out right there on YouTube, as that's who us here at the E's and B's follow. We love them them folks there. We give them all the support we can, and hopefully one day we'll be able to say that we've had one of those people from each place right here on the E's and B's as our guest. Also, I got a very special shout-out to Brooke Lafferty at the Barber Room 1336. A shout-out from, from uh, her client, Cordell, saying, uh, if anybody... Here in the Fort Collins area, are looking for a haircut? Go check her out. That's Brooke Lafferty at the Barber Room 136. Also, a special shout out to Jason Wall and the Walt Wall Racing. Shout out to the Tony family. Shout out to Matt Smith. Shout out to the Hilton Racing Sisters. Shout out to Chris Cox. Shout out to Adam Hilton. Shout out to Donnie Murphy. Shout out to the whole Huffman family. Our hot, our hearts, thoughts, and prayers are still with the Huffman family as they're still going through that very, very tough time. Uh, of course, we lost them. The legendary Chuck Huffman, one member of the Dew Crew. So our thoughts are with all the Huffmans. If you guys see them about there in Anderson, make sure you guys give them a hug. Let them know you're thinking of them as they go through this very tough time. Also, a shout-out to my brother for that as well. Shout-out to Ty. Shout-out to Neil. Shout-out to Brian. Shout-out to my boy Tony. And shout-out, finally, to all my coworkers right there at The Green Solution. Check out The Green Solution for all your cannabis needs. With that, let's move right into my notes. Like I said, folks, live next week, myself, E's and B's, Eddie B from Bandamere Speedway will be there in person getting some live action of the MPK series going down Friday and Saturday. We've got double tickets, special tickets on Saturday. So make sure you guys are checking out our YouTube page for all the live updates for that. Also, possible special guests all weekend long there. So make sure you guys are staying tuned. Who knows? Might even have a special giveaway attached with that. Speaking of giveaways, folks, make sure you guys are going and checking out our merch store. If you follow us there at easeandbees.org, it will have a link at top that will lead you to our merch store. 
We got some very special things going on. 38% off, Lauren, this weekend. <laughs> That's such a weird number. Right? Make sure you guys go check it out. That's T Public E's and B's swag and merch. Get you guys some of the E's and B's merch. Yep. Also, uh, we're looking for some Twitch ideas, folks. As we spoke last week, we have went live on Twitch. We haven't done much. We're still trying to learn a little bit more about it before we get too far into it. But we are looking for some ideas, maybe topics, guests, games, whatever you're thinking, let us know. Make sure you guys leave us a comment. Or like Lauren always says, give us that five-star review. We're yeah. looking for all those we can get. With that, Lauren, let's get to this day in sports. September 25th, 1965. At the age of 59, Satchel Page pitches the first three innings for the Kansas City Athletics in a 5-2 win over the Red Sox at Municipal Stadium in Kansas City. Page allows no runs and one hit with a strikeout and no walks. Athletics owner Charlie Finley arranged the appearance by the veteran. Page starred in the Negro Leagues for two decades before making his major league debut with Cleveland in 1948. Before tonight, Page had last pitched for the St. Louis Browns in 1953. That is this day in sports right here on the E's and B's. Also a special birthday shout out to Chauncey Billups, Scotty Pippen, Serena Williams, Eddie George, Rafael Palmiro, Mean Joe Green, and Jim McKay. All the hol- or excuse me, all the celebrity birthdays this weekend. Just got a couple things left here, folks. If you're a race car driver, a wrestler, an athlete, or anyone out there looking to promote yourself, get with us at podcast at gmail.com. Let us know your story. We'll get with you, get you on the podcast here, and let you share it. Make sure you guys get with us. That's at podcast at gmail.com. Also, folks, stay tuned. We got some very, very special giveaways coming up attached with Sport Clips, folks. That's right, the real Sports Clips. Stay tuned as we're going to be touching base with some of our E's and B's veteran members, Chris and Cher. Next week, I'll be getting some ideas and thoughts with them, passing along the giveaway items. We'll have all the info for that right here next Friday on the E's and B's podcast. With that, I'm going to turn it over to Lauren. Let's get her notes. And, of course, rep your city. Thank you. Lots of good stuff going on here recently. Uh, happening this weekend, Friday, the 24th happens to be Brave Day, Cherry's Jubilee Day, and Punctuation Day. Mm. I can't Got your eyes, cross your T's, make sure you're using those commas. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, Saturday, the 25th happens to be Comic Book Day, Family Health and Fitness Day, Ghost Hunting Day. Mm. I really want to do something like that. That would be so much fun. Yeah. Uh, hunting and fishing day. Nice. Lobster day. One hit wonder day. One hit wonder. There we go. We got that stuck in your head for the rest of your Friday. (laughs) Public lands day. Quesadilla day. Save your photos day. Seat check Saturday. Woo! Seat check. Know what that means? Singles Day! All my single ladies out there. <laughs> Easy, greasy. Uh, and Tune-Up Day. 
or uh, Sunday happens to be uh, Dumpling Day. Nice. And um, Pancake Day. Ooh, pancakes. So you know what you're eating this week. Lots weekend. and lots of great stuff. Well, yeah. with that, Lauren, let's find out where everybody stands All this week. Right. Top 10 cities this week. Number 10, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, welcome to the top 10. Thank you so much for all the love. Number 9, LaGrange, Georgia. What up, Leo? Grapevine, Texas. Texas, welcome in, Grapevine. 7, Frankfurt, Germany. And 6, Washington, Virginia. Virginia. 5 is Birmingham, Alabama. Alabama. Number 4, Denver, Colorado. Woo, dropping a little bit. 3 is Nice, nice. Uh, two, four, two, oh, what? We got a new number one, folks. That's right. This week, number one is Kansas. West Coast, baby. Thank you guys so much for all the love out there. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe. As we say here on the E's and B's, pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a family member, tell someone about the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast on your Friday. Well, with that, Lauren, until next week, make sure you guys stay tuned to the YouTube page, the Twitch page. Hit us up on Twitter. Pass it along. But make sure, mostly, 